Welcome to Canadian Equities with Acumen Capital. Today, we're joined by David Gray, Vice President at Arthur J. Gallagher Canada. David is a Vice President in the Insurance Group, serving small and medium-sized businesses. He also sits on the Canadian Cyber Committee at Gallagher. Cybersecurity is a material risk for businesses of all sizes. Today, we will be discussing the changing landscape with respect to cyber threats, how insurance coverage has changed, and where the market is going. David. Welcome to Canadian Equities. Thank you. What's been the biggest change in cyber insurance over the past several years? Well, actually, Rob, with the increased frequency and severity of security claims in the past few years, the insurance industry is in a bit of a tailspin. Most insurers are cutting back on the limits uh, being offered. They've changed their appetite to some industries and are also requiring some minimum security controls or else they may not even insure you. Um, it's often hard to get exact statistics, but um, a calculation to give you some background in the mid-2019 from the insurance industry in Canada showed that for every dollar of premium that came in for cyber insurance, the insurers actually paid out about five dollars. So it's not rocket science to figure out why the cyber industry is uh, in a bit of a state of flux these past few years. How are the cyber insurance products being offered evolving with the needs of business today? Well, looking back, I think the sales approach to cyber insurance was initially focused on the increasing regulatory changes around privacy laws and making sure that if you were hacked, that you could pay the penalties and protect personal information of employees and clients, at least initially. Uh, and, and while that is, was, and still is a concern, it, it really wasn't viewed as a big enough reason to buy cyber insurance. The insurance product itself has actually always been quite broad, uh, by covering most of the costs after a breach to get your business back up and running. The broadness of the policy wordings, however, may have contributed to the current issues uh, since the bad actors' demands uh, for ransom have increased significantly and they're becoming more sophisticated. Are you finding that your customers are becoming much more sophisticated and aware of their potential vulnerabilities or is it still a little bit of where you find there are some babe in the woods kind of attitude towards the cyber risk and their cyber profile? I think there's a little bit of each for sure. There are still some saying, you know, I'm reading the paper, tell me more about what I would be getting with an insurance uh, policy covering all the cyber risks. Uh, we certainly get that. We've had some with very sophisticated IT departments that have done some checks and balances and gone through a number of tools and, and present themselves very well to an insurance company. And that's going to go a long way with respect to their premiums and be offered. So, uh, you know, in, in general, uh, people are becoming more cyber conscious, cyber aware, uh, it's in the paper almost daily. It's very topical and, and yes, that has improved dramatically more uh, over the last few years. Describe for us the evolution in the cyber threats and techniques used by the bad guys. Well, if we were to look back to 2016 or so, the hackers were a little less sophisticated, as I say, and, and less organized. Um, and we're generally looking for three to 10 bitcoins or 
anywhere from ten to twenty thousand uh, dollars from the businesses that they hacked. They were also using prepackaged malware off the dark web, and oftentimes they didn't know even how to use it. Sometimes how to fix the bugs that they may have installed on some of these businesses' computers. Uh, that said. The bad actors have always been actively exploiting vulnerabilities in the, the standard software that's out there uh, that could cause widespread issues, you know, similar to what uh, the WannaCry ransomware was in 2017. But by 2019, they were asking for $300,000 uh, after they locked up a, a business's network using very clever phishing techniques that uh, can fool even the seasoned business people. They were also becoming very well organized into multi-level of criminal groups who each take a cut of the proceeds. Of course, they're well hidden uh, behind layers of fake IP addresses in multiple countries. Today, the hackers even put a chat feature on their ransomware, and they're available 24-7 to talk to you. Um, There's... Now corporate espionage with, uh, you know, na- nation state bad actors that may even have government funding. They also are not just looking for one business to breach, but to take down multiple businesses in a supply chain, like using ransomware, like the solar winds of two years ago. Is there a favorite industry for hackers or ones that they purposely avoid or even countries that are preferred or, or avoided? Yeah, some of these criminal groups have a bit of a moral code, but but in some ways they do. Some they obviously like to avoid. They know that any government uh, agencies that they tackle are going to bring about Interpol, that ain't the RCMP, and a lot of police work trying to locate them. So they generally avoid that. They leave that up to the nation state uh, bad guys. And they, they even will... Uh, try and avoid some non-profit education. Obviously, there's not a lot of money in that. They've even recently, although there's a lot of information in the healthcare industry, started to shy away from that as well. It's just an overwhelming task. Uh, and so, so much volume of information. They, they're actually looking for the small to medium-sized companies that haven't uh, maybe done all of the things that they could be doing to install on their computers and there's also the the last two years in particular with everyone being remote how are those remote desktop protocols being used and how many sign-ins procedures do you have to go through to get into the network some have been rather weak and that's been a weak point in the last couple of years and and it'll pit point canada because it's it's been one of the poster children of the bad guys, they, they like Canada, certainly the U.S. and Australia and Europe, those are their top four, but they, they look at Canada as some small to mid-sized businesses that just have installed all that they can. There's a cost to, to doing, getting your IT up to snuff. When you talk to businesses about their cyber insurance needs, what is the biggest misconception that you encounter now? The biggest misconception is that a security breach is something that happens as a quick and it's of short duration, like a break-in on your home. And it, it, it sort of goes along with the myth that, oh, if we do daily backups, we're, we're okay. 
And the issue is that these bad actors may have been sitting quietly in your system for months, watching all of the activities, including how and where the backups are stored, banking information, etc. They may even be using your network to run ransomware into other businesses to hack, or they could be harnessing your computer power to mine for cryptocurrency for that matter. So it's a misconception that um, it's a quick and short duration, these security breaches. I was digging around on this. I, I found an IBM study from 2021. It's called the Cost of Data Breach Report, and it estimated that the average total cost of a cyber breach is four and a quarter million dollars with the average cost for the financial industry substantially higher at closer to $6 million. Those are big numbers. What's driving them? So there, there's a number of factors at play uh, in those driving the numbers higher. I mean, first, due to the sophistication of these breaches and the time to identify the breach and the time to contain the problem, that's growing that timeline. In fact, there was in that 2019 study by Poneman that the mean time to identify a breach was 203 days and 72 days to contain it. That's a very large length of time and a long time for a business to be potentially out of business, uh, let alone the cost to restore the data uh, alone would be very costly. There are also increasing costs in the litigation by customers or shareholders. And if there was any personal information stolen, the businesses may have to monitor uh, customers' credit ratings for a couple of years, depending on the province or the state that it happened in, uh, because there's all sorts of regulatory requirements around that. And it goes without saying, ransom demands have skyrocketed. And, and while the largest one I've heard of was around $40 million demand, a recent cyber webinar that uh, I had with a key insurance company in North America, they actually handled a $10 million demand. So th those are driving these costs uh, exponentially up. Well, that was a fascinating discussion. David Gray, Vice President at Gallagher, thanks for joining us today and sharing your insights on Canadian equities. Thanks for having me, Rob. Note that this podcast is not making an investment recommendation on any companies discussed. We welcome your comments on today's episode or any other episode. Connect with us at acumencapital.com.